0: I'm Jason Hawk, and you're hanging with the Remote Patrol, the gang that talks about old canceled TV shows you can find streaming on Netflix. I've got Alison Downing and Richard Smith with me here tonight to talk Uh, some Quantum Leap. Yeah, we Hello. And it feels like it's been forever since we've talked Quantum Leap, even though you're probably just hearing this like a week after our last episode. Yeah,
1: there's been a hurricane and an election and illness.
2: We've even done the last episode of Remastered between this episode and the last Quantum Leap one. So it's and all it's over funny. the place.
0: I'm trying to extrapolate out. This is probably we're probably recording this like what, eight weeks in the future?
2: Something like that
0: now. That's pretty crazy.
1: Is it, are we not eight weeks in the past?
0: Eight weeks. I don't know. Are we I'm
1: recording not eight yeah. weeks in the past? As people are hearing this right now, <laughs> were we recording eight weeks ago?
0: That's right. I don't yeah.
1: Know. So we're not recording in the future.
0: We're recording for the future. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so Quantum Leap, it's that uh, it's that show with that one guy who played Captain Archer Which on the Star Trek.
1: Which is in the past.
0: Yeah, another canceled show that I don't know rich is it against our credo on this show to talk about Star Trek eventually?
2: I don't know. I was actually thinking about that earlier cuz we put, I put out the Star Trek versus Star Wars episode of remastered. Mm. And I was just th- sat thinking, you know, I talk a lot about Star Trek. And so maybe if on this show we do Star Trek, maybe that's too much. I don't know. Because Make It So's coming back. We've done those. It might be back by now. Um, so it's a lot of Star Trek.
0: I, I was really why. surprised at exactly how many special um, – is it for sale only episodes of Make It So that you're doing? Yes, it is. That's a good model.
2: We've got 12 I- lined up. Um, and we started, we actually started, because we've got all the movie specials to finish as well. Yeah. And, and last night, we did uh, Generations, the, the movie commentary. We did decide afterwards that it was rubbish and we should do it again. But we, we have started.
0: I can't wait to buy those ones and hear what you guys talked about. You know, over the years, you guys have given away so stinking much free media that I think it's, it's, it's kind of fair to say, you know, if you want this little bonus season, it's there. It's, it's there for very cheap. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. it's not a lot of money at all, is it really?
2: I just think it it, reconst- it it makes you concentrate on doing stuff that people want to hear rather than doing stuff to try and get advertising on it. Yeah. To change the motivation just feels a whole lot nicer, and it's, it's a lot more fun to do.
0: Mm. Well, for now, we've got Scott Bakula in his role as Sam Beckett. Uh, I still like Dean Stockwell more than Scott Bakula after watching these three episodes that we're going to talk about tonight. Here, it's the the trilogy run in season. Is this season five already? It, it is season
1: five. Yeah. So he's been on a lot of adventures by this point. Uh, he's well used to it, and and you're right. Jane Stockwell still got the best lines,
0: and this, the best story. I'm still having the same problem that I've been having in the previous episodes, which is because of the whole Swiss cheese memory thing that Sam has to deal with, mm-hmm. it feels like he's kind of a half a character.
1: It does, because he has to give himself over to whoever he's leaping into, doesn't he? Yeah,
0: and he doesn't know enough about himself that the the audience can't know that same stuff about him. Yeah, You know what I mean? Point- he's, if he's missing his memory, then we're missing his memory, too. But I
2: kind of mm. feel like because of that, we know more about Sam than Sam does. Ah. Because he forgets previous leaps.
1: He does, yeah.
2: And we remember those.
0: Except in this trilogy, he seems to retain an awful lot of memory.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's, there's...
2: Look, for everything in Star Trek, in, in Star Trek in Quantum Leap, there's that except for this one time. And the, the complete sentence is except for this one time when it fits that plot of that particular episode. Yeah. Um, but the
1: whole arc of this is that in the middle of it in the second one of the trilogy we know that Sam completely takes over the character that he's leaped into and that hasn't happened before So anyway that's in the future so what have we got with this trilogy because it's it's quite a big story centered around uh, one girl called Abigail in uh, a little place down in, in the deep south is it in, in Mississippi somewhere, Pottersville. Louisiana. Louisiana.
0: Mm-hmm. We're talking about True Blood area.
1: What What does True Blood mean
0: for uh, a British ne- context? What have you never heard of True Blood? We
2: have that, Allison Just oh, Allison, yeah, but, is, is that the together. Vampire Place? It's one of the. Vampire <laughs> <It> is that <vampire laughs> the Vampire thing? It's one of them. Okay,
0: yes. right. You got your hand the- rice vampires centered in Louisiana. You got your True Blood vampires centered in Louisiana, and in most iterations, the the romantic vision of Louisiana is small backwoods swamp territory, small people with small minds, mm. and you you really really get that here, looking at 1955 in Sam's First Jump, Trilogy Part 1, mm-hmm. One Little Heart. Man, these are a bunch of effed up people.
1: They are, aren't they? We, basically, we've got this little girl, Abigail, who has been... Uh, we know that she's been present when someone died, and she was the last person to see a little girl who's disappeared. And uh, is it too soon to say she gets blamed for this? No. Well, let's just concentrate no, f- and say yeah, that this f- little f- girl f- gets f- blamed for the deaths of two people, and these two people are, are uh, a guy, Mister Ada, I can't remember his first name, and his daughter. So we've got a widow and a, a mother who has lost her daughter, who immediately insists that it's the little girl who's done it.
2: Well, she was there both times. This is the thing. You All the way through, you're kind of left with suspicions about this kid. Because she was the last person to see this woman's daughter alive. I thought she'd done it. She was the she was the one who did... Because don't forget, this episode starts with him picking up a dead body in a swamp. That's the oh boy moment at the beginning of the yeah. show. And the little girl is the person who reported finding this dead body, who is the husband of this woman, in the swamp. She It all points at her. And to be perfectly honest, she's a creepy fucking little kid
1: you think so
2: yeah
0: it's that uh it's that shining kind of thing, yeah, you know the, the scary, creepy little girl, yeah uh absolute innocence can seem an awful like uh, absolute corruption
1: and, and like Caroline in the Poltergeist films and all that like, yeah yeah and but the thing was about this, when we were looking and comparing it to horror at the time and and certainly contemporary horror and past horror, didn't you get Carrie's mom from Lee to Ada? Every time I watched her on screen, I just saw yeah, oh, Carrie's mum all over.
2: Yeah, it's the same character.
1: Horrible, wild, wild curly hair, and and you know allegations of witchcraft and sin and badness and all that kind of thing. It was just it was her the angular, pointy faces as well. You always know it's so it's one of them.
2: She wasn't as creepy as Abigail.
1: I don't. I hated.
2: It. I Lisa got a real. I got site. a real Benny Benny's video. Uh, vibe from her is it benny's video what's the name of the kid in with the video and the bolt gun uh,
1: that's benny's video
2: benny's video that was the kind of vibe i got from her this is the kind of kid who will murder a best friend with a bolt gun and then get her parents arrested for it
1: so did, I, I think that it did a good job of convincing me that this co- this girl, girl could be evil and could murder mm. and clearly it's done it to you
0: that 's actually what I liked the most about this entire arc was that right up until the very last minutes of that third episode, I was still undecided, and the writers were very good about giving you people a lot of people to suspect because yeah. there's not very many likable characters and thrown into the whole mix here
1: no, and most of them are Sam <laughs> at some point it's It's very bizarre so I've got to jump in and say right the first the first part. We've got Sam in the role of the sheriff and Abigail's father, right? We've got that relationship.
0: Right. It's the first jump is to August 8, 1955. Uh, and the next jump is 11 years later, and the next jump after that is 12 years later. <coughs> so it's spread out. And the first one goes to Abigail's father.
1: Yeah. So how do you feel about episode two when he jumps to her lover?
0: It's weird Oedipal crap, isn't it?
1: It really is. It really is. And it made me really uncomfortable for a good while. Especially when he immediately leaps into the second episode in bed with her.
2: It's straight from father to bed, isn't it? It really is. And that's one of the few times when he leaps as he's dying as well. Yeah. Which is weird. Oh, yeah. That, that never happens. He always saves the person he is, but no, he dies at the end of this one.
0: Well, the whole plot of of this arc is that he's not there to save the people that he is, because I think, isn't it implied pretty heavily that the, um, the lawyer in the third one dies at the end as well from his heart issues? Or at least
2: shortly afterwards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, but he's always there to save the other people, the people that he can influence.
1: The end of it tells... The very end of it, Al's little speech, which we'll get to later, um, tells you exactly why. It's not Sam. It's not Al. But it's someone else.
0: Before I go on my rant about why I don't like all this.
1: (laughs) I'll join you. I will join you.
0: (laughs) I want to know why Rich picked this. Rich, we're watching Quantum Leap because you love it. Yeah. these are, And I, th- I, I really hadn't had an, an opportunity to see it before, so you were the one who picked the episodes, and I, th- I think you picked your favorites, right? I, th-
2: I think these are three really good episodes. I think they're incredibly atmospheric and, and play around with the whole idea of Quantum Leap and take you some, down some interesting little paths. It's, it's a good thing. And it's the only trilogy out of all five seasons. I'm trying not to cough. <coughs>
1: We're both still sick. You have to forgive us if this is what we sound like. I do apologize.
0: <coughs> as long as you don't give me a, a virus by a Skype. No.
2: Um,
1: it's not an internet virus. It's fine.
2: And <laughs> so I, I just kind of think that if you're going to watch selected episodes from all of Quantum Leap, then these are three you should definitely get in, especially They're given the ones rated. that were missing from, Quant- uh, from Netflix.
0: Yeah, it's still pissing me off. Mm. Uh, so the the very first one... Rich, did you think that that was the best one out of all three of them?
2: I actually like the third one. Uh, the third, the second one's a bit more. It feels a little darker and a little more exciting because it's it's a bit more. There's the big threat of violence at the end and all of that mm. sort of thing. That that's a bit more exciting. I think the first one is the lightest one.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, they've all got elements of darkness in them. And hmm. I think I know why you picked these three because there is something that for Sam in these three. Some, and we haven't really had that. Al's had nice things. Al's had love. Al's had that kind of thing. Exactly. So it, it's Sam's turn to get a bit of love. And I can, I can completely get why you picked them. And I know exactly what Jason's going to say as to why they're bad as well.
0: Do you? Okay, go ahead. Tell me why they're bad. Because I want to see if, if you're if you're thinking it, what I'm thinking.
1: It's just a bit unfeasible.
0: <laughs> well, I can a- buy time travel, so I can buy a, a lot of infeasibility.
1: Well, so can I. But my infeasibility goes around the middle one with, with the lynching kind of stuff.
0: See, that's scary, scary realistic. Because I can imagine a, a paranoid t- town doing that. And that was actually... Probably the part that got to me the most was the, the lynching aspect. Not mm. the who'd done it, not the mother or the questions surrounding her. It was all about that that weird paranoia thing. You do you remember mm. the episode of Star Trek, the the, the drumhead?
1: The drumhead. Yeah. Mm.
0: The next generation. It's the one where they basically go on a witch hunt on the ship and they end up accusing people just willy-nilly left and right and, and it's it's, it's really going to be a painful thing because they're going to find somebody guilty no matter what. Yeah, That is a huge, uh, very black eye on the history of the American South. And I can see that happening. I mean, that's not unrealistic at all.
1: Could you see that happening in 1966? Is it 68?
0: Yeah, I definitely one? could. You're talking about before the, the uh, final break in civil rights. Hmm. It was just
1: that whole thing, I, and the the question was like, would this happen? Would she be accused of like being a murderous witch? Um, and then I looked at some statistics because I had to look it up. I had to, and um, and it turns out that that twenty seven percent of all lynchings were white people, and and it was all extra legal and usually uh, around things like accusations of murder and that kind of thing. So the internet backed it up as well. So even though I was a little bit discomforted about it and thought, well, is this actually a feasible thing? Could could a whole town rise up against a white woman and accuse her of murder and attempt to lynch her in the middle of town, not on a, on a tree on a hill outside of town, but in the middle of town? Could that really have happened? And, yeah, it could have, couldn't it?
0: I think that, in this particular era, in this particular part of the country, being a woman was almost as much of a black eye as, as being black, because there's so much emphasis on the, the whole color thing. but you know, historically, we haven't treated women very well either. right okay. So yeah, yeah, that, that, it was so terrifying watching that happen, because I, I can imagine that happening. It doesn't take too much for really paranoid people to let that hate turn into something.
1: And for a whole community to be affected by it as well.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, a community that's remote and isolated, and they all know each other. Yeah.
1: And it's very, very, very
0: small, pre-technological, uh, poor education. Yeah. There's lots of marks against this situation.
2: I'm surprised they don't lynch more people.
0: Well, they very well might. There <laughs> they, might yeah, be a lot that we don't know about. Exactly. But yeah, that, that first episode was really strong for me because of that.
1: Mm. Well, that was the second one, wasn't it? When she was a bit older.
0: Oh, it was. Yeah, You're, right. She,
1: You're right. She'd been accused the, the day before she was about to marry Sam, yeah. a.k.a. Carl. Was it Carl? I can't remember.
0: But he wow. was, he was a stuttering was... deputy. Right, right. And did you notice in that second one? Well, you probably don't. Have you, have you seen the American version of The Office? Yes. So did much. you notice that Abigail was uh, Melora Hardin? I really yeah. did, yeah. I, I really think up. that she's a very attractive woman.
1: She really is. She really is. And I think that that's a, a really good thing, because Sam was. Um, he had to fall in love with the most beautiful woman that he'd ever met. And that couldn't be Beth.
0: I don't think that she was the most beautiful woman.
1: She's the most beautiful woman he gets, to least, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there,
0: so there was that Marilyn that. Monroe girl in oh. season one.
1: Yeah, Marilyn Monroe.
0: Yeah. I was pretty taken with her. Well, the he gets, there's, the,
2: there's one that looks like her in season one. There's actually Marilyn Monroe later in season five. That's very good. Sam's real she- wife is Terry Hatcher, for God's sake. He's not struggling for hot women around wait, him. wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. wait. What? Scott Bakula's wife or Sam's wife?
2: Sam's wife.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: so that's all right. somehow all right now. As long as it's well, not a real a, guy. A,
2: actually, it depends. Uh, when, he's at co- when she's at college, she's Terry Hatcher. Later, she's just some other actress you've never heard of. So pick one. You'd pick Terry Hatcher, I suppose.
0: Lisa always makes fun of me, though, because if we're watching The Office and I'm, I'm looking at Jan, I, I kind of think she's a very handsome woman, and Lisa just she doesn't understand, I don't think. I don't think that she sees that the way that I do.
2: It's because she's mean in the office. She is horrible. If, if anything, she's an the,
1: awful the character. character of
2: Jan has ruined this trilogy for me.
1: I don't yeah. think
0: she's an awful character. Why don't you like her? She's so well, I don't I like Jan. Michael. She's
1: fucking awful. She's the worst girlfriend ever. <clears throat>
0: and- she, she goes crazy, but I think it's all because of Michael. I mean, it's, it's the stress of having to deal with, with him that drives her over the edge.
1: No, I just think she's nuts. <laughs> and, and and I really think that she, she loves her assistant. What's his name? I don't Hunter. Know. Hunter. Yes. Yeah. She loves him really, and and she's mad because she's she's just mental. She loses it, and and she loses it thread by thread, and it all unravels, and none of it's Michael's fault. He's just the magnifying glass. She's mental, and she gets her boobs done because she loses all her self esteem. And all the rest, of it. it's none of it's Michael's fault. She's just mental
0: Hey there was something else in this second part of the trilogy That I wanted to run by you guys Okay You remember uh, when we were talking about Jimmy
1: Yeah And we
0: were talking about whether Sam When he jumped into Jimmy Whether he inherited any of the mental retardation That Jimmy had to wrestle with Yeah uh, Well in this episode When Sam jumps into Will Kinman He adopts the stutter too And it's, he's not acting this time He actually has it Yeah so I, I was just wondering uh, if that reveals anything that I had missed previously.
1: I, I just think that Sam does take on traits of other people, but in this one, he loses the stutter. Hm. And I, I wrote down in my notes while I was watching it, why, why does this happen? Because why he does... becomes himself. But why? Why does he get to be more Sam within a leapy than ever before?
0: Because of Abigail.
1: It is directly because of Abigail.
0: And I wonder. Because Abigail brings out something in him, or because something that fate is doing with Abigail?
1: I think the first thing. I think that, yeah, may, maybe fate in this universe wants Sam to be with her. And it has to be, if you, if you think about the end of the trilogy, it has to be that Sam is here and that he does have these feelings, he does love her. And for the first time, he, he do not want to leap. He wants to stay. Certainly by, by uh, the second part, he wants to stay. The first part, and uh, you know, whatever. But by the second part, he wants to stay with Abigail.
2: Well, he dies in a fire in the first one. He probably doesn't want to stay
1: exactly. for that one. be a bit crispy. But,
2: yeah. But the second one, he doesn't want to go. But he becomes himself at the end, although apparently not enough to look like himself. No. just You just have to let these things go. I'm aware that it's silly for me because I'm Mr. Pedantic and I like Star Trek with all the rules and things like that. But with Quantum Leap, you just have to let it all go. And there's a lot of it that you have to let go. It's not just where does Peter Parker put his clothes when he's Spider-Man.
1: You did that well.
2: You know. Uh, thank you it's, there's so much to I this I would have
1: preferred it if you'd have said Peter Parker put his pullover but you didn't you missed it Where does <laughs> right Peter Parker put his pullover yeah. when
2: Spider-Man you know so you've just got to let it go it, in the end it's just what Al says and that is just what is sometimes that's just the way it is is the best explanation
1: okay but it is it's fucking tenuous in this I'm sorry it you really just is. have
2: to live with that I'm sorry
0: I'm sorry, you you have to live with that.
1: Okay, Jason, why do you hate it then? Come on, let rip.
0: Well, that goes forward to the third episode, because I, I did really like the first one. I did really like most of the second one until the very end, where we have our mystical ghost lady show up, kind of, sort of.
1: Yeah, we've got the mystical ghost lady, who is Laura, Abigail's mother.
0: And she supposedly... In a catatonic state in a mental hospital for, what, like eight years or something?
1: Loads of time. Loads and then all of, of a sudden time.
0: she shows up and she's completely cognizant enough to, what, what I'm gathering from it, <laughs> is that she set the fire, right?
1: Well, why else would she have hair like that? that? That was my only question, really. Well, if she got hair like that, she was at the fucking house. She did set the fire.
0: And that's where it all starts to fall apart for me. Because from about the last five minutes of the second episode in the trilogy, all the way through the very end of it, there's lots of plot holes. And there's so much deus ex machina that's just destroying everything. Mm. It unravels. It's lazy writing. It's, well, it all happens because it happens. Yeah. And we can use. Basically, they're using God to explain it, and they're using. They they might as well just say at the very end, well, Merlin waved his wand, and that's why it turned out the way that it did. Yeah. And that's j that always really bothers me.
1: Yeah. I get that.
0: So so to maybe flesh out my explanation a little bit, I'm gonna go back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So Abigail is very, very unlucky. She keeps she's on. got the
1: worst life, really. She
0: does. Every time that you turn around, somebody is accusing her of murder or theft or anything else that you can think of. Yeah. Which is why, actually, as a positive light, we do get strung along. We never know whether she's innocent or not. So she survives a bunch of trials, a bunch of accusations, and eventually Sam leaps into the body of her lawyer for the third and final episode. And he's got to save not only Abigail, but it's result, It's it's revealed that, bum, 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 in the last episode, when he slept with Abigail as her boyfriend, he got Abigail pregnant. Yeah. And now he has a daughter. And here's where I start to get confused. Uh, how do genetics work?
1: Well, we usually pass on DNA uh, information from father and mother to the child. And, and therefore, it's like a kind of a baby soup of mum and dad.
0: Okay. So if Sam jumps into the body of someone else. Yeah. And has sex with a woman, does he pass on his DNA or does he pass on the DNA of the person in whose body he resides?
2: In this case, it's his DNA. <laughs>
0: yeah. And that is so much bullshit.
1: Yeah, because he's not done that before. But he's had <laughs> sex before. We've seen him.
0: If he is in someone else's body, then he is in someone else's body. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah, in this episode. Yeah, somebody else's spam. Because of lazy writing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So there's there's strike one.
1: <laughs> and okay. then it's like, but you've just got to let it go. Yeah, it, that's so. where I am just, <laughs> just, you, let just let it forget go. Forget it, though. Just go with it. Just
2: it's forget fine. it. I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong. The whole thing doesn't make sense, you know? Oh,
0: dear. Strike two. at the end of the trial the exonerating evidence that clears abigail's name is that abigail's daughter comes forward and starts screaming that she saw the the main suspect commit suicide Mm. and that's the that's the exculpatory evidence that they need to clear abigail
1: yeah just someone's word no uh, no actual material evidence at all
0: well not just someone's word someone with a vested interest in the the safety of the of, protagonist. Of her yeah. Yeah. A family member giving clearing testimony on behalf of her mother. Yeah. That's it's bullshit. That would be thrown out. It's bullshit. Not only that, but the daughter supposedly has a 190 IQ and a photographic memory, and yet she keeps silent the entire freaking court trial and doesn't come forward right away with that evidence.
1: Yeah. She's maybe scared, maybe she, she's, just she's a scared. Little girl. She's repressed that memory. Just go with it, Jason. Let
0: it go. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Strike the third. Go on. The mother, Laura, who's been in this institution. Apparently, uh, by her own wish, she's been confined there, you know, self-confined. Yeah. But in a catatonic state. So map this out for me, Rich. She's sitting in a rocking chair, not talking to anyone, completely uh, incommunicative. Yeah. She has long, lustrous, curly black hair. Yeah. She goes to the house and sets the fire in 1966. Yeah. Burns herself, all of her hair off, third degree burns all over her face, as is revealed at the very end of the third episode. Yeah. The orderlies who check on her the night after the fire... They don't think that this is suspicious in any way.
1: Yeah, that she's got no hair. Although she's been wearing a scarf for all these years,
0: right? That, well, that she had to have been treated medically for third-degree burns. The, all, you see, all the the horribly.
2: Was it her that started the fire in the, in the first one?
0: I think that's what we're led to believe. She she obviously has burn marks all over her body in I, the third
2: one. I thought it was the the evil woman that starts was the fire. The,
1: just like her mother line in the third one.
0: It happens off camera, so there is some question. Oh, right. I don't
1: There's know. There's just a line by Al when this has been explained to him about what you know whether she maybe went back to the house. He said just like her mother because grandma um, had murdered all of her children except Laura. Because Laura had slipped down between two beds and was lying on the floor, so she mercifully escaped the mother murdering everyone. So when Al says the line, just like her mother, I took that to mean she did kill them all. She did burn the house down.
0: It makes sense to me. But the, the, the disconnect that I've got to wrestle with is the orderly that is taking care of and feeding and bathing this woman every day, who's supposedly in a catatonic state. Yeah. These are healthy one day. Then there's the big news of a fire, like one town over. And the next day you've got your catatonic woman back in exile. In this institution, and she's horribly, horribly burned all over and needs medical attention. Yeah, they they don't they don't do that math.
1: No, they just put a scarf on her and sit her in a rocking chair.
0: That's what you do. Yeah, on the bother.
1: They don't pry open a hand to see what she's got in there either.
0: So there's three strikes.
1: Yeah, there's more. Really, we could uh, we could. Well, yeah, let's talk about the
0: courtroom scenes and how much. (sighs) They just don't work legally.
1: Well, no, they don't work legally at all. They were just going for that. Oh, let's do it like Kill *Killer Mockingbird*. Let's mm-hmm. have Sam be Atticus Finch and let his daughter um, be um, the little kid. Oh, up in it's the gallery. *Quantum
2: Leap*. If you want serious oh, courtroom were, drama, go and watch *Boston Legal*.
1: Yeah, but they were borrowing. They oh, were we borrowing. should do *Boston Legal*. We should legal. do *Boston Legal*.
0: Fucking, we need to awesome. do *Boston Legal*.
1: Um, they're, so they they're just going for style. Yeah, they don't. They don't really care, like Jason says, about actually getting the legal side of it right. A law the, of
2: it. This right. is technically not a great
0: show.
1: <laughs>
0: well, that's why I didn't bring up the courtroom stuff right. as a strike. You know, it's, it's a
2: it's,
1: charming show. It's not the, these these three episodes aren't great.
2: It's it's entertaining, is what it is. Yes. Excuse me, I must put well, And I also fire.
1: I also liked it because clearly the director did want to echo certain films that uh, that she'd really enjoyed you know so we had this little scene where you know uh, abigail's daughter is watching uh ada in the kitchen through this little crack in the door and it's very very gothic horror it's very hitchcockian and you know that kind of looking at um, baby jane while she's going mad kind of thing through through a, a, a black and white uh, darkly shot uh so yeah i think there was a lot playing around with oh let's pastiche let's let's do now, some of that
0: up. some of that was actually done really really well considering I, I the do. constraints on tv aesthetics in the 80s yeah i mean they walked a pretty dark line for a primetime show in what was this 1989
1: yeah was it 1989
0: yeah i think
1: that's a long time ago
0: Standards and practices were a lot, a lot different then.
1: Mm. Yeah, they said it was pretty boundary pushing, wasn't it? Really, I guess.
2: Quantum Leap.
1: Th- this particular arc. I'm all of it, it all of it,
2: just boundary pushing, indeed. This actually scared me when it was on. <laughs> did it? Yeah, it did. I remember being quite tense and stressed throughout watching it.
0: I was. Yeah, that there's a positive mark in its favor. This this trilogy right here, it uh it had me shaking with anger at certain parts.
1: Yeah. I I put up a barrier pretty much after the first one. I, I hated Lita Raider and and to engage with a character like her is quite difficult for me.
0: I like it. That's the worst kind of character, the one who's absolutely one hundred percent convinced of a holy crusade. And there's nothing that you can say, no evidence that you can display, no argument that you can make that's going to sway them from whatever they've already decided is the truth. Yeah, terrifying. And yeah, it's it's horrifying because what are you going to do? What's how how do you how do you avoid being persecuted by that person?
1: Especially when they've got power over other people, and all I have to do really is, is raise a finger, point, and say, "She's a murderer. Kill her. Right.
0: Kill her." You know, the I, I really super uneven power dynamic In these episodes Was what really got me going Because how does a kid Defend herself against an adult
1: Well they can't can they I, I'm surprised that Abigail Even makes it through
0: to be. of wish That he, she hadn't
1: <laughs> That she'd like hung herself as a teenager I like, I can't deal with this anymore like, No not
0: necessarily that Turned but a bit
1: pre-goth <laughs>
0: I kind of wished that they had gotten away with killing her at, at one point, because, <laughs> I mean, there, there's a certain respect that comes with sacrificing your main character.
1: I agree, and it's part of the reason why I love Stephen King books. Yeah, he's not afraid to kill his heroes.
0: I think that the MO of Quantum Leap, though, especially when we talk about the final episode, that it just doesn't allow that to happen, which kind of takes away some of the suspense. Because you know that Sam is going to rescue whoever he needs to rescue this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you know it's really quite clear as well. You know, Sam says to Al at one point, "Why me? Why isn't it you?" You know, and uh, he said, "Well, because you're the he- you're a hero." And and I found myself sat nodding at the TV going, "Yes." Yes, you fucking are, and that's why you're doing it, Sam. You go out there and you be a hero, goddammit. And it makes you do that. That, that's the show, and I love it.
2: It's the same with a lot of shows. You knew the A team weren't going to die. You knew Captain Picard <laughs> exactly. was never going to be killed.
0: Exactly. All it's these all things,
2: fine. it's all fine, but we have a fun ride every week.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, Rich, no. You didn't what? know that Captain Picard wasn't going to be killed because the original plan that the writers had at the end of uh, season three was to have him assimilated by the Borg and not make it.
2: Well, you know, James Bond is never going to die. There you go. There's
0: but one. James Bond isn't about the dramatic tension about whether or not he's going to make it. James Bond is about how many chicks he can bang before he blows something up real good.
1: Yeah, and how exactly he blows it up and what car he drives to get to blow it up.
2: I'm the only one of the three of us that's seen Skyfall, aren't I?
0: Yes. Yeah, no, well. Does he die? Does, no. Oh, my God. Bridget, yeah, he, he dies die?
2: at the end. That's mm. it. That's the, the thing. <laughs> he doesn't die at any point, no. But, yeah.
0: I, I, I will see it.
1: Let's go see it this week.
2: We're going to go and see it. We will. Let's go tomorrow.
1: What day is tomorrow? Yeah, let's go tomorrow. There's no reason to not go. No, listen. yeah, there is. We've got B fucking T.
2: Well, they'll Lisa come in and the I morning. Are- we'll go as soon as they leave.
1: Okay.
0: Lisa and I are trying to find a babysitter so that we can go see Lincoln. Lincoln? Lincoln.
1: The the the, uh, the vampire hunter.
0: No. no. No, no, the good one. The bi- the biopic with... um. Daniel Day-Lewis is, oh, is Lincoln. Yes, oh, my God.
1: Yeah, I need to say that. After Skyfall. I, I, after Skyfall, I, I, Richard. Milkshake. Say that again, Jason.
0: I think that Lincoln is going to drink the South's milkshake.
1: I think it is, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I, willing I'm yell at the end, I'm finished.
0: <laughs> uh, so there's a couple different murders. That have to get resolved in that final episode. There's the one that starts off the whole problem to begin with the the murder of the little girl Violet. of which uh, of which Abigail is suspected before the big reveal. Allison and Rich, I want to know who you fingered right from the beginning. Was there was there somebody that you said, oh, they definitely did it.
2: Oh, it's difficult to remember because my first time was years and years and years ago.
1: I, I begin to think that me think the, the lady doth protest too much. So I was like, Violet, uh, 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 Lita, Ada. I hated her. Uh, and why, why does everybody around her die? And why is it so easy for her to point a finger at, at someone else? So, yeah, maybe in my head I had Lita, Ada down. As I think
0: the- I ruled out Lita right from the beginning as being too easy of an answer. And she was too convinced of the problem. She she was clearly unhinged by grief.
1: Mm. Yeah, she was. She loved. But right at the
0: beginning, I was looking at the nanny.
1: No. No way. No way. She. Was- you take
0: the most innocent character, <coughs> and that's your that's your main suspect. Yeah, but that's with, the-
2: there was no motivation there whatsoever. There was just there was nothing.
0: She was in love with uh, with the sheriff. She was always jealous of Abigail's mother. She wanted to take over that motherly role that she'd been filling as the nanny for so long. She uh, she felt overly protective of Abigail, and so with that this motherly is a dark instinct... dark
1: picture you're painting, sir.
0: It's what he does, Alison. I've told you about his... <laughs> no, his...
1: I, I never got any of this, really.
0: With that motherly instinct, she saw the, the other little girl uh, beating up on Abigail, and she decided to take matters into her own hands and protect her little darling.
1: Is that who you thought it was all along?
0: I was pretty convinced, especially since they didn't phase out that new character. They kept on bringing her back, which they phased out a lot of really great characters that I thought, hmm, eh, maybe, maybe it might be on the list.
1: I don't know. I, you see, I just, I just took her as that, that, um, that, that underpinning arc character that goes beyond Abigail, the one that's just there. And and she she had the most innocent of all uh, characteristics. All she ever did was correct Abigail and, 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 you know, try and get her behaving more correctly and be a young lady and all the rest of it. And I I didn't see that murder was becoming of a young lady and wasn't the model that she was trying to raise Abigail in. So I, I never got that. I just thought, oh, they're doing that lovely old black lady thing.
0: Well, there's the whole mystical black person trope. Yeah. That yeah. you've got to wrestle with, too, and that's, that's always a, that's a door that could go either way. Is it the mystical black good person? Is it the mystical black evil person? Mm.
1: I think I know that when she's the one who goes to the lawyer at the end. I think that's my final resolution with her. She's on the good side. She's a good lady. That's when
0: you rolled it out. Uh, did you see Max Wright in the first episode?
1: Max Wright.
0: He played the corner. He was Willie Tanner on Elf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suspected that he might have a hand in it at one point.
2: He would never get to play in a character interesting enough to have done that murder. <laughs> <laughs> you should know that. No way, not like him. not Max, right? His, his biggest role was the guy on Elf, and, and by a wide margin as well. I bet, he's, I bet he's one of those guys, if you got him at a party maybe after a few drinks, you could get him on his glory days at Elf and he'd start talking for hours to anyone who'd listen.
0: The word is that he's a huge stoner.
2: It doesn't surprise me. And in which case, you could definitely get him to talk about his Alf Glory
0: days.
2: (laughs) And that one time he was on Friends and stuff like that. I don't know. was too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was apparently the guy who owned Central Perk. Oh, really? Yeah, but he only bothered, he didn't go in to work. He just left Gunther to it after episode four.
0: If you can afford to own property in downtown Manhattan, you probably don't need to go into work.
2: Exactly. You wouldn't go, would you? No. No.
0: You don't want to go
1: and hang out with them all day. Maybe once a quarter to kick somebody's ass.
0: Yeah. Just hire a manager and sit back and collect those mad coffee uh, profits. (sighs) Crazy.
1: Absolutely crazy money. But um, where were we?
0: But yeah, considering that he was the coroner in episode one, I was thinking, you know, being the coroner in a small town can open up all kinds of avenues for mischief.
1: Now I
2: think about it, I've never seen anything at all where the coroner did it. That would be the best person to get away with it.
0: Yeah, because you can rig all the evidence, you can erase it when you need to.
2: All the bodies come to you, you just go, oh, clearly fell down the stairs that one, but his head's off. No, fell down the stairs. (laughs) Nothing suspicious there whatsoever. He's been shot seven times. No, no, that can happen when you fall downstairs.
1: Sam says something really dodgy, though. That in real life we would have gone. What? You, just as is he saving Abigail from the lynching, and and it's a close cut thing. Uh, you know, he nearly does not make it. Uh, when it when he's doing all of that bit, uh, he uh, appeals to everyone, and I've completely lost where I'm going. What does he say?
2: I don't know. I assumed. There, was in yeah, the notes. this is what he
1: says. Yeah, he says. Um, oh, um, just give me five hours, because Al's telling him information about where this boy has disappeared. By the way, this child is called Purvis, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, and, and she's accused of, of getting rid of the kid that she's been babysitting. This is when she's an adult. Uh, so, yeah, this, this kid's disappeared. And everybody's saying, look, the kid's just missing. He's not dead. But Lee is going around saying, he is dead, and she killed him. With no evidence whatsoever other than she just did. Um, and, and he says, well, you just give me five hours. Um, well, actually, I can tell you where he is now. Go and look in the mill. And in real life would have gone, how the fuck do you know he's in the mill, eh? Yeah. Did you put him there, did you? And it would have instantly gone that direction in real life. And it we'll make didn't. that
0: strike the fourth.
1: Let me, let's make that strike the fourth. It was ridiculous. Go and find a child who's in the mill. How do you know if you didn't put him there? Oh, it doesn't matter how I know if you find him. Yes, it fucking does. It Actually, if you're a paedophile who took him and and um, imprisoned him in this mill with the intent maybe to later murder him, it does fucking matter. But Let's just gloss over that. No, he's just told us, so it's fine. Let's, let's not even question him. Yeah, that that was the big stinker for me. Really, the biggest of the stinkers. I,
2: I think you just need to let all these things go. What can I say? It's
1: just saying if that had been unlocked off, everybody would have. gone. Oh up, God, yeah.
2: If Christopher it, said, "I know where the kid is," I can't tell you how I know. We'd be like, "Tell us why you're orange, and then tell us why you know where the kid is."
0: <laughs> Rich, you're cracking me up here. You're such a big apologist, and I have the feeling that we're pissing you off by questioning your holy, uh, your holy grail here.
2: I must admit, I'm shaken, but I can't. I have no comeback. You making extremely valid points, but I, th- I think if anything, it, it's a testament to how entertained I am by the show that all of this is just like water off a duck's back. It doesn't ruin my enter- my enjoyment of the thing at all. I know all these things are wrong with it. And if anything, I'm kind of bewildered that it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. If this was Torchwood, I'd be ripping it to shreds. Yeah. But to be fair, that's probably better put together than Quantum Leap is. But Quantum Leap's the second best television program ever.
1: Okay.
0: So your comfort comfort with all these problems, you're laying that at the feet of, of, hey, I saw this when I was little.
2: Oh, not re- no, just come on, no, or just admit it because there's plenty of stuff I saw when I was little that I'm quite happy to <laughs> accept as crap now. You know, most things from the 80s it turns out are crap when you go and watch them as an adult. Uh, I've been on it. The other thing I do with Netflix is I, I look through for posters of films from the 80s that I remember from my childhood, from being interested in finding out what they are, but my parents not wanting to tell me. So I, I do have these early childhood mem- memories of going to the video store and seeing all these films with these weird, frightening covers that I wasn't allowed to even know what they were. They were that horrible. Mm. But now I'm a grown-up. I can watch what the fuck I want. Yeah. So these things are all on Netflix. And that's why I watched that movie House. Awful film but I just remembered the movie poster from when I was like four or something like that. And I wanted to see it. It works out well. Sometimes, sometimes you watch Robocop yeah, and that's awesome. Mm. But other times you watch house. Yeah. And, but it's not that same thing with quantum leap. Quantum leap is just, I don't know. I enjoy it as much now when I watch it, it hasn't lost anything with time for me. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just entertaining. It's fun. It's stressless. It's, it's just on the right side of quality. And yet still is quite basic and simple.
0: Did you consider these episodes to be stressless?
2: Well, no, they're not, but not in the same way. It, they're stressful in the way that a horror movie is stressful, but I'm not having to think about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, you know. it's truth time. Okay. I need to know on a scale from one to ten, and don't look at IMDb. Who cares? But on a scale from one to ten, Rich, what rating do you give this one, this this trilogy as a whole?
2: Oh, this is a nine for me. But and Allison nearer a seven.
0: Okay, I I, I was going to say a six because it, and, and that's using a real rating scale too. A five is completely average. So I do give this an above average score, yeah. despite all the nasty things that I've said. Is that okay, Rich? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You're okay. You're not going to hunt me down.
2: No, no, I, I wouldn't do that. You're a long way away. <laughs> okay,
0: too a, much effort. That's yeah, the only thing barring a whole you a murderous rampage. Effort,
1: There's planes and maybe a drive or two involved and hotels, and it's just too hassle. I'd never for.
2: get a gun through we'll, customs, so I've got to find out where to get one when I get there. We'll just and put it in our
1: pocket and wait until we do come on. Yeah, that's it. I'm coming for you stuff one day. To do that, you know. <laughs> No, I think I, I give it a, a seven because I, I do find that the charm does tip the balance sometimes, and and I give it a seven for the pastiches really. Uh, I don't I don't want to come across as hating on that because I really like those elements. I like that that element of jumping into sort of Hitchcockian direction and and seeing a, a woman lit from above going mental in a kitchen with food everywhere in black and white. I loved that. Uh, and, and I kind of love the the nod to Atticus. And so those those bits charmed me, really, into in giving it a seven. Um, but the ultimate crowning reason why I gave it a seven was Al's Line, um, which was about uh, the lawyer Mr Stanton's lovely wife, um, when he describes her as Miss Racist in a Moo Moo, which just puts it up to a seven for me. <laughs>
0: That yeah, Al doesn't have very many lines in in this arc, but the ones that he has are terrific. Killer with the exception of the first episode, he was a little bit stagey.
1: I think it, when when we get uh, a little bit of him, uh, you know, when we get to connect emotionally with with him as we did yeah. uh, in MIA, then then we get that he's released a little bit to be a, a, more like himself.
0: I think that I'd be inclined to go with you, Allison, to a 7 if we were going to gonna break these down by episode. Because I'd give Trilogy 1 a 7. I'd yeah. give Trilogy 2 a 7 and maybe even an 8. Because that whole lynching thing, man, that really had me up in arms. Yeah, It's the last episode where it all falls apart. So and that's,
1: you get that down to about a 4, which skews the whole points balance.
0: Exactly. Because during the third one, there were points where... I was standing up and it was late and after hours and the baby was in bed. So I was trying not to scream at the television, (laughs) (laughs) but there were those parts where I was just saying, no, you just ruined the whole thing. Why did you do this? You fuckers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I had a few moments like that, but like, you know, the, the moment, uh, well, you're, you're the hero. Yes. Fucking go on. Kind of cancels it out.
0: Is there Mm. any payoff rich down the road for the whole, uh, uh, Sammy Joe thing the, the Sam's daughter
2: not that I remember
0: well she's on the team she's
1: on the Quantum Leap team
0: as we find out at the very end of this episode she's one of the researchers we, yeah, yeah a- we, f- after we find that. out
1: when we meet Sammy Joe that she's got an IQ of like 194 she's a genius
0: I did some reading about different things uh, different uh, attempted revivals or discussed revivals of Quantum Leap both for sci-fi channel and for possible movie treatments mm-hmm and it looks like they're all trying to centre those around Sammy Joe to, to bring her in as like, the, the, the new Sam. Well, it's,
2: it's a good in, I think.
1: It is a good in. Do
2: you think else? that that was
0: done on purpose then?
2: I, I wouldn't say it was done on purpose.
1: I think it, it might have been a good idea all along for Sam to have a child while he was drifting.
0: I was just thinking that season five, they knew that there was a big possibility that they were going to be cancelled. So I'm wondering if, not, if they might have built a, a back door, as they say, into the whole thing. Say, you know, if we need to pick up another series or go to another network or if we need to do a, a TV movie someday, maybe this is the way we're going to do it.
1: Maybe that's just clever commercial writing that, you know, you need to have that. But it also makes sense for Sam as a character to have something out of the life he's got. Other than I that feeling of problem. doing a good job.
0: I do have a big problem with Sammy Joe that I'm hoping that you can fix for me, Rich. Right. Just... Al tells Sam pretty much right away that Sammy Joe is um, his daughter, right? Yeah. At the beginning of the third episode, he finds out. They, they don't waste any time getting right to that point. Hey, Sam, she's your daughter. She has your DNA. She has a huge IQ. You've got to save her. Right, yeah. What motive does Al have for not telling modern Sammy Joe that Sam is her father? I don't know. Because he makes it very, very clear at the end that he's keeping it a secret. Yeah. No, we haven't told her.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: And also, there's a problem. The same line of reasoning, but this time a little bit of time travel problem. Right away when we find out that Sammy Joe is Sam's daughter... Al says she's wasting her life away. She's working in a trailer park or living in a trailer park, working a meaningless job. And then at the end, he knows that things have changed, that now she's a researcher, but wouldn't she have been a researcher at Quantum Leap all along?
2: I don't know. Otherwise
0: quantum leap wouldn't have happened.
2: Dunno. I I don't know. Oh no, that's just these these are all just I don't know the answer to these questions.
0: There's a, there's a causality problem.
1: See, I'm, I'm happy with the fact that Al didn't tell her because ultimately it was her life on the line. How do you tell her? Oh, well, he's gone back to the past to try and save your life, and if he fails, you're just going to disappear into the ether. I, I'm okay with that explanation. See, Does still, that help you, Jason? There, there's um, so much
2: wrong when you get into the science of what they're doing. There, there really is. I mean, why do they know what he's changed? As soon right, as he's would, changed it, then they wouldn't know. It, none of it really makes sense. If we start to question, it's a house of cards, Jason. <laughs> don't flick it. Don't open the door should, and make a draft.
0: Why shouldn't we flick it, Rich? It exists to be flicked because it'll Have just they fall done a down. It, bit more it, effort.
2: It, it can withstand <laughs> no flicking whatsoever. It will just fall. It will just fall. So don't flick it. Just just enjoy the beauty that is the house of cards. How
0: constantly.
2: are we on time? Uh, I don't know. We've, we've just passed we just an went... hour of archiving. but
1: We were rattling for a while before. Well, it, the
2: archiving was, starts from when I pressed the live button, which was actually very late in this one. So we've probably done about 50 minutes.
0: Do we have five minutes to talk about killing Time? We do. Because this is the one that you jotted down that I had to watch. And it's, it, what is it, one or two episodes before Trilogy?
2: Killing time. Oh, yeah.
0: So we're in the fifth season. I'm not Sam sure. Jumps.
2: Sorry, I'm not sure Allison saw this one.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Let me see.
2: This is the one where he, the guy who, he, who leaps into Sam goes runabout. But I'm, I'm quite prepared to talk about this one, yeah.
0: Well, just talking about the problems at Project Quantum Leap, this is another scab that I wanted to pick. Okay. Because I I sat and watched the the, the episode like you asked me to. And I had big problems.
2: Right.
1: Can I just ask what season it was? Season
2: five. It's just a couple of episodes before trilogy. It's season five, episode five.
0: Sam leaps into the body of a fugitive killer. The fugitive killer ends up in the waiting room at Project Quantum Leap. He does. Somehow gets a gun.
2: Yeah, we don't know how he gets a gun.
0: And that really annoyed me. Why didn't we know how he got the gun?
2: We don't know. Even Alas, where did you get that gun? We don't know.
0: People in the waiting room have clothes on, right? Yeah, they do. So something goes back with them. It's not like the Terminator, where, where Arnold always shows up naked.
2: Well, their leap, it's, it's a weird thing. I always think that's the, it's the body that's moving. Because Sam doesn't leap into a naked body at any point either. Unless that person's already naked.
0: Except in Trilogy Part 2, hey-oh!
2: Yeah. So, the clothes always stay there. It's, just, it's more like the spirit is changed. The consciousness. The body doesn't physically go anywhere.
0: Okay, so in this case, the guy who was in the waiting room, his spirit would have ended up in Sam's body with Sam's clothes. Yes. But Sam didn't have a gun.
2: No. We don't know where he got the gun.
0: Okay, so I'm raging.
2: Yeah. I, I understand. Where did he get the gun? We don't know where he got the gun. I have no defense for the gun situation whatsoever.
0: See, this is the kind of lazy writing that just really was pissing me off the whole time. And every time that you show me an episode, Rich, that I really, really like, they throw in one of these tiny little lazy writing things well, that just takes me completely out of it and makes me want to punch my hand through a window. Can I,
2: can I direct you to a website called tvtropes.org?
0: Oh, I'm familiar with the TV tropes.
2: You are. Would you do a search on Quantum Leap? Because, because ser-
0: is it like 18 pages long?
2: Searching for Quantum Leap is basically like doing a search for a complete list of all the TV tropes that there are.
1: <laughs> uh, agent in the chat room is saying that the, st- the scene where he steals the guard's gun and knocks him out was cut from broadcast.
0: Was it? Okay, so not lazy writing, lazy editing.
1: Or, or just or censorship. censorship.
2: We'll blame that in this case. But yeah, there's the TV tropes. All of them are on this list.
0: Wow, look how long this is. All of them.
2: How would you define a TV trope? I have difficulty explaining it to people.
0: It's a plot device that happens over and over and over again to the point where it's a total cliché. Okay. Or, or something that happens so often that you go, uh, are they just cycling old TV episodes from other shows?
2: The explanation on the front of the website says, uh, tropes are devices and conventions that a writer can reasonably rely on as being present in the audience members' minds and expectations. On the whole, tropes are not cliches. Uh, I've made this very small, I can't read it. Tropes are not cliches. The word cliched means stereotyped and trite, in other words, dull and un- un- dull and uninteresting. We are not looking for dull and uninteresting entries here. <coughs> I'm still poorly. I'll cut all that. Uh, we are not looking for dull and uninteresting entries. We are here to recognize tropes and play with them, not to make fun of them. Uh, it's, it's just a great website to get lost in. Uh, the
0: problem is that when you use a device so much that the audience can see it being telegraphed, it does become dull and uninteresting. Yeah, I agree with you. That's why we're always happened. so very, very impressed when the writers are willing to kill off a main character because it's not in the normal run. It doesn't fit into a trope or when there's a sad ending uh, or a, a non, a non optimum ending for the main character where they get screwed over at the end. I love those. Yeah. It,
2: it, it, but I, I think that, you know, Quantum Leap wasn't a show that was ever going to be brave with things like that. You know, it, it's, it's very basic and simple and very clean in its existence. There's not a lot to it. It's not very deep. Uh, but sometimes it's nice to have a paddle instead of a swim.
0: The only other thing that I really want to say about Killing Time was that I really loved their version of the future.
2: Yeah, the <laughs> version of the future is quite fun, isn't it? I mean, that wasn't even an accurate predi- uh, prediction of the future when that came out. Um, was it, when
1: is it? Is that 1999? It's like 10 years ahead. Eight years
2: ahead. Eight
0: years ahead. Uh, trilogy forgotten. Part
2: 3 first came out on uh, 24th of November 1992.
0: Right. I thought that it was supposed to be 2020 or somewhere. Wasn't it further ahead? I thought
2: it was 2012, actually. 2012. That was all I, That was what I always took
0: from oh. it. All I know is that I jotted down seriously it looks like Crockett and Tubbs had a gay married baby with the Cure.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> Cuz I mean you had your your pastel colors and your neon and your your blazers and Japanese see, I inspired. do think I
1: saw this. I do think I saw this. And I thought it was supposed to be 99. I don't know.
2: Was it's it not giving me much information on it's, this. It's just a terribly inaccurate prediction of the future, and that goes without saying, really. It, it just is. Um, so we, we have to go with it. I mean, if you really want to pick at the technology, Al's handset doesn't even have a display on it.
1: Yeah, on, on Quantum Leap, it says, uh-huh. Sam leaps into a hostage situation as a fugitive killer. The real killer breaks out into the project facility and is on the run in 1999. So it's really not that far ahead, and they get it magnificently wrong. They, they like just turn up the volume on 80s.
0: I wasn't really going to complain too much about their version of the future because everybody gets it wrong. It's just I find it really, really humorous.
1: It's kind of funny what they decide to dress people in, but it's funny what they decide to dress Al in anyway as a representation of that time.
2: It went, yeah. They go sparkly future, don't they? They do. That's the best way They're of putting it. Like shiny
1: that. and glittery and, and mirrors. And, and like in Killing Time, neon. It's everywhere. And that was a very 80s thing. So it's just like they added all these elements of the 80s that were loud and bright and, and shiny and just turn them up a lot to, to project the late all. 90s
0: think that's all i had to say about killing time and i think we're we pretty much trod over trilogy and I, I hope that we didn't break rich's heart
2: i'm not discouraged by you people <laughs> just you can't break me that easily wait
0: wait 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 who who are you people what do you mean you <laughs> people? i'm
1: i'm made of stronger stuff have you seen this jason he's clearly put us on the opposition there
0: i know right
1: we are those people we people
0: you people love it Ugh.
2: i am just made of much stronger stuff that's all i'm saying
0: you know. So I think we're going to do Quantum Leap again next week, and we're going to talk about the ending. Yeah, and we're going to do the famed Elvis episode. Yeah, was there one other rich that we absolutely have to see?
2: Well, the other one I thought was the Marilyn Monroe. The episode. Marilyn
1: Monroe episode is really good. I
0: am down for Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, it's we can good. do that. It's good.
1: There's plenty of things to keep your eyes happy.
0: Okay, so Marilyn Monroe, we've got our Elvis. I think those will be really fun to talk about. The ending, I'm I'm not sure. I, I'm I'm weighing in my mind, but we'll get into that next week. Yeah, Allison, have you made your decision about what what show we're going to do after Quantum Leap? Oh,
1: is it on me? Is it actually on me to decide? It is.
0: Well, I I made you sit and watch uh, Buck Rogers, <laughs> and, and Rich chose the the glory. That is Quantum Leap. So, yeah, it's your turn. So be thinking about it.
1: Okay. I'll get on it this week. I'll I'll give you my answer this week.
0: Oh, I can't wait, because I think I know what you're going to choose. Oh, do you? I think I do. We'll talk after. All right, cool. (laughs) Rich, what's going on with Simply Syndicated? Eight eight weeks or so in the future.
1: (laughs) Well,
2: we're hopefully... I don't know. Will, will this be around Christmas time? Will we just have had Christmas?
0: Probably somewhere right in there, yeah.
1: Yeah. Happy Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays, as it were. This
2: will be New Year. We're into January. Really? I'll be nearly 34 years old by Happy the time New this year, is out, oh, if not God. already 34.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, I follow up on the 9th with uh, the big 3-3. Oh, really?
1: I'm far I'm over this year.
0: Next <laughs> we weren't going to bring it up.
1: Well it's true it's, it's, it's actually true I am officially quite old this year.
2: Next year it's next well, year. you've had yeah, your no, birthday this year
1: within the next 12 months yeah I'm going to be old.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry.
1: Yeah. yeah
2: she is. Yeah. So oh, no. maybe
1: it's just a massive excuse for a big party I think. Yeah. Which I'm already planning it's ridiculous.
2: We'll stream it live on the web. Will we? Probably, why not?
1: I don't even want camera phones there.
0: (laughs) That'll be fun.
2: (laughs) But I think, having with Simply Syndicated, the streaming service will be up now. I'll be calling it Simply Everything. That's what I'm going with. I thought of that the other night. Is that a good name?
0: That's a good name. I like that. Just people can't spell syndicated.
2: That's right, they can't. Well, no, it's a a sub-product thing, so Simply (laughs) Everything. We'll go with, so that will be available. And you can go and listen to everything we've ever made. Ever. ever. That's going to be the slogan of it. Everything we've ever made. Ever. Simply That's everything. Good. Yeah. That's clever. That'll be on there. And it'll be something like four ninety nine a month or something like that. So it's really a challenge of how quickly you get bored of us. Really. Yeah. I think.
1: Well, Um, we've got lots of different
2: types of shows to keep you titillated. There's so much. Everything's on there. It's everything we've ever made, ever.
0: Because it's streaming, my understanding is that you won't need a podcatcher or anything like that on your phone. You can just have any show that you want with you on the go.
2: Just go to the website and it plays on everything. That's the plan. I'm saying this. It's not finished when I'm recording this. But the aim is they will work on everything, like mobile devices, computers, iPads, the lot. That's the theory anyway. Excellent. Mm.
0: And we'll still have Atomic Trivia War 9000 and we'll still have Super Happy Fun Time.
1: Yeah. And um, Richard, do you want to say what you were doing yesterday?
0: Oh,
2: make it so we'll be back. That'll be happening as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and I'm going to try and get hooked back on as well quite soon. Just need to make some plans with Nigel. And we need to make some plans for Nigel to what? come and record or okay. something like that. Yeah. And the uh, and Hooked will hopefully either be around or on its way very soon.
2: There you go.
0: Then. So we'll have plenty more of everything to s- stick in the streaming feed.
2: Exactly. So it'll be worth it. Yeah. That's what we're doing. That's what's happening with Simply Syndicated in eight weeks' time. Or now, if you're listening to the recording of this.
1: Happy New Year. Happy New <laughs> Year.
2: I hope the world didn't end. Otherwise, we've just wasted like two hours. Why would
1: it actually happen? Oh, I don't know. I don't
2: think it will. I'm not really worried Surely about it. that's a trope. I'm just I'm saying. I'm
0: going to make a guarantee. I'm going to say that if you're hearing this right now, then uh, the world did not end. Yeah. I guarantee uh, it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. That's a fairly, fairly solid assertion.
0: And if the world did end, then uh, sue me. Okay, we Seriously. will Yeah, I'll I'll give you a million dollars.
1: Oh well, let's hope we're right. <laughs> 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 you know, there's just moments where you kind of like, oh, I really hope it's true. <laughs> oh
2: no, us blowing the world up doesn't count.
1: <laughs> oh no, no, no we, we're
2: not. talking about the world spontaneously ending on its ending, own. Yeah,
1: just ending on its own, just, collapsing you know, in on itself, a big and setting on fire. Yeah, us doing sun it massively, moving forwards. All ca-
2: any kind of thing like that yeah. you know but us doing it that's an entirely different thing yeah that anyway, could happen at any moment
1: what are we fucking
2: talking about i don't know the end of the world let's go
1: <laughs> thank <laughs> you for listening to our
2: show it was fun to do
1: it was and now
0: fun. it's the end of the podcast
2: it okay, is so goodbye
1: So good night good night
2: Bye-bye.